It is full speed ahead on the Leighton Orient Express after Swindon's great result on Good Friday. Um, but with Leighton Orient coming to town, will, be, will we be well in the playoff mix or will we be out of it? Um, three, or including myself, four of tonight's panel will be hoping we're still very much in it. One of them probably doesn't care whether we're in it or not, but will be surely hoping we don't get a positive result. Uh, let's say hello to everyone. Uh, ben, first of all, how are you, buddy? Very well, mate. It's a sunny day in Swindon 1 yesterday, so uh, it's all good today. Rich has just made it back from Harrogate. How are you, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. And uh, your eyes do not deceive you. Warren has found time in his busy schedule to join us as well. Evening, chaps. How are we all doing? Very well. Always great to see you. And I'm delighted to say that we are joined um, by the Lowdowns, Julian. How are you, pal? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us on. As I said earlier, before we recorded, it was Forest Green. I told you to fuck off. But um, <laughs> it's Swindon. You're not, you're not bad. And we're not, we quite like you guys because our connection. Even more now, we're Richie at the helm. One of the few clubs actually do like us. Richie who? <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get started, Julian, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how long you've supported Lane Orient, about your podcast as well, which Rich featured on the other day. Yeah, okay. So me personally, I'm a fifth, or sorry, my sons are a fifth generation O's fam. So we've been been in the monks. Unfortunately, I haven't got a choice. You know, I haven't got a choice to support a decent club. Um, going back a number of years, um, but, but the lowdown, so we started on a radio station called Love Sport. We were a feature on Love Sport for, for, for Leighton Orient. Um, Love Sport went into what matter of problems. We cash and then we COVID. Uh, and then we stood there thinking, what we're going to do? So we said, we'll continue. We continued and, and we've had a real sort of run of form, if we were honest, you know, um, better in Kenya Jackets form, if I was honest. But um, we, we, we started probably the, the third member of the, um, the podcast duo from Leighton Orient. And, and I would say now, we, we, we're definitely fighting at the top there. We, we, we probably on, on a, a sort of a, a weekly weekly we got over oh, nearly a thousand downloads so we're really sort of really 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 pleased with that and um i keep saying this and no one believes me uh, we're the 27th most popular football podcast in spain there you go <laughs> well, that a round of applause if nothing I feel, I feel privileged to be on it now <laughs> do, do, do you know do you know what it is it's all the cons that left east london and gone to spain because the old bills <laughs> after them, there's so. a lot of ex expats in spain isn't there there's a lot yeah that's 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 it and, 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 and this, fans i <laughs> uh, mean we don't we don't we don't know now I, I think someone just keeps looking at um low down it must be something in spanish for um popular and then they just they download it then then cut off after a couple of minutes and realize it's a couple of companies talking about football <laughs> <laughs> well it is an absolute pleasure to have on i think we can officially call ourselves uh swindon town's second biggest podcast can't we i mean there's only two of us but we can yeah. officially call ourselves second and growing. And growing. Second and growing. I'll take that. Cheers, Ben. Um, Rich, let's uh, let's start with you then. So we are essentially doing a, a bonus episode tonight, previewing Leighton Orient, but we can't preview without looking back at what happened yesterday. Um, what a result. Yeah, it was fantastic for us. You know, I mean, when, when, I, when we went up there, I was a bit... You can never take these teams for granted. And especially when you look at Harrogate, for example, they were they started off incredibly well this season. They were in the top uh, top seven for a good few months. They got some really, really good results. And, you know, they've sort of fallen by the wayside a little bit. 
That's but, been decimated, hasn't it, with injuries and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And that continued yesterday for them as well. Um, and by the way, I hope their centre half has. Oh, a, that was bad. Yeah. I, I hope I hope he has a very quick recovery because I knew as soon as he went down that that was an ACL injury. Um, and yeah, he just fell flat on his face, and I, I really I I felt for him felt for him and it, it, there was a long stoppage as well and it, once they brought the stretcher on I think everybody knew that that was a very serious injury so obviously wish him the best of luck in his recovery and everything like that nobody wants to see that ever um, and it when Ian Delow went past him like sort of thing like that and he just went hit the deck I was like even they, even the players, is that they, they just sort of went about 50% pace towards yeah. the goal, didn't they? They weren't sure whether to carry on or not. Yeah, it was difficult. It, I mean, obviously, we celebrated and everything like that because the goal came from that. Yep. And it, it, I'm not going to lie, it was quite difficult to celebrate because I, at one point, obviously, could see Davison obviously put the ball in the back of the net. But also, at the same time, you could see this poor lad is just hit the deck and you could tell that he literally just the way he slipped looked as if that he didn't just slip just out of anything that he, it, it was definitely a bad injury. And uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he's completely torn his ACL or anything like that. So no, it, it um, didn't look bad. It's yeah. Bad. It, it looked, it looked horrendous and um, fair play to Harrogate's medical team and to our medical team that helped out during that um, situation as well. So um I hope I hope he has a speedy recovery. But um, in terms of the game itself, you know, I think we started off incredibly well. Um, we we had a, a very positive attitude about us. I said to a couple of people that I was with, I was like, the pitch that we're on today should suit us. I said the same about when we played Port Bell a few months ago, that this pitch should suit us. Um, it's a nice pitch. Um, with Harrogate, it was a concise pitch, so it was smaller than a couple of the pitches that we have played on this season. For example, like our pitch, because our pitch is a little bit extended. Bradford, for example, that's a that's an extended pitch as well. Yeah. Uh, Harrogate's is very concise, so it was really good to see that us um, we played the type of football that we want to play on. Yeah, and you know it was. Um, it was really good football and it, it was quick as well. So we weren't dilly-dallying around with the ball at all. And, you know, I feel as if that we got our just rewards very early on. You know, I think uh, Louis, I think Louis, I think a couple of our players probably could have scored before Louis Barry got the first goal. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. We probably we probably should have been 5-0 up at halftime, if truth be told. But... Um, I think the way that we took our goals as well was just different class as well. Yeah. Um, I thought Mandela Egbo was incredible yesterday. Uh, the first goal, yeah, he did. It was a great cross, but my favourite was this, was the second goal. Was yeah. the way that we played from the back. You know, we don't get an awful lot from the back, um, and the way that we started to play from there. And we got the ball up to Egbo. Yeah. And that ball was just absolutely exquisite. And it was just for Barry to score on, on an absolute plate. So um, I absolutely love that. And I love those kind of goals as well. And, you know, 
Um, yeah, Rich, it, Rich, can I jump in? Sorry, mate. Can I? You, you said you talked about pitches. You said Bradford. Uh, uh, you mentioned your home pitch. What about Leighton Orange pitch? That's a great pitch because we have great <laughs> form there when when you guys come to town normally. So it must be a great pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not often he gets asked a question where he doesn't really know what to say. Not not often that I've been to Lane Orient as well. Lane Orient, the time in December was actually the first time I'd been there, and we lost four one. So it went uh, great, great great pitch, great pitch. Then that's what it I was. It, no, it was it was it was <laughs> was a good pitch. I don't know where it was that night. We uh, we obviously well we obviously weren't that great, but. Um, I didn't. I didn't really go into Leon Orient saying that we were definitely going to get a win. Usually, when because, like I said, I've 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 said as soon as I see a pitch or soon as soon as I see um, the type of football I know that Swindon can play on, I'm instantly like, yeah, we're going to win. If I'm being really honest with you, though, Julian Bradford, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that we were going to get a result of that game. If I'm being really honest, Port Vale though, instantly I saw that pitch and I saw, you know wow. what we can we can we can play we can play football on this pitch. Their pitch was immaculate, like honestly, it was. I was like, we can get the ball down, we can play this passing football that Ghana loves to play, you know. And there's not many pitches in League Two that are absolutely immaculate. And do you know what? I, Port Vale was the biggest surprise this season. I didn't think their pitch was going to be that great. Like, it was great. I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I have no idea what it is. But it was just... I looked amazing. Are you sure you went to Port Vale? <laughs> Again, sure you went to Port Vale, or did you just get lost on the road? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair question. <laughs> it's a fair question. He was at Portsmouth or something, probably, wasn't he? <laughs> probably. Well, but yeah. No. It wasn't, um, um, it wasn't just us that obviously had a great result yesterday, Julian. Uh, we, we was talking before we started recording about your result as well, and and at one point, um, obviously, I don't think Sky would have been too aware that. That we played each other next, but they were talking about how um, Swindon and Orient were just, were just going goal for goal at one point on the ticker, just trying to outscore each other. Yeah, listen, I, I think if you look back, um, that was Richie's third home game since joining us. He had a run of away, away games, and one of those was a 1 1 draw at Forest Green Rovers, and, and that was a pleasing result for us all, really. Um, but I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we, we have scored goals this season. That's the thing. We've Kenny in charge and we've now Richie in charge. We've scored goals. And then we had to sort of this COVID break and and then we sort of off for a month and a few injuries and Kenny, Kenny got a bit sort of stale very quickly, and, and which was very surprising. So, but no, we yesterday was a right, good game again. Um, not our best with the last two games, not been our best, but we, we, we're doing we're doing okay, and, and that's that's the important thing. Um, and as I think we mentioned before in our own podcast, is that um, Richie's made it very very clear to the fans is that this is this is pre-season really. It's his is getting the team ready for um, next year and, and give it a go. And very and, familiar. Yeah, and listen, listen, you can't knock the guy for it, you know, and you forget how, how short his, his managerial career is, you know. So if on paper, if we was all betting guys, you had Richie Wellens, you had Kenny Jacket, uh, Ben Garner, who, who would you say would be the, the best manager out of all those? Forget the quality of the style of football, because we could do, do, debate that all night long. 
and you, you'd say Kenny Jacket all day long, and, and he was an absolute, he absolutely fell apart. So, um, no, we, we, we're really pleased to have Richie, and I think we, we tried to get Richie in last year, and there was some reason he went to Doncaster, didn't he? You know, yeah. so he left Solihull, and he went to Doncaster, and I think that was his home team, and blah, 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 blah. His, his, his heart ruled his head, but um, we, we had the pleasure of interviewing him a couple of weeks back now, and he was saying is that um, it was like managing an under-23 side, and I, I know Rich would mentioned on our podcast that you've had you had quite a few young players in your side when when he he um helped you out but also you had some experience in there and um i think at doncaster i think didn't think you had any experiences all young players and as you know that's quite tough for any manager no yeah. absolutely well you you've you very uh neatly segued me into the first thing i wanted to to discuss really and and it is richie wellens obviously um you've, you've kind of already told us your thoughts on on him being at orient i know um i know most people associated with swindon town were and and the large extent still remain big fans of him ben um should we expect a a good reception for him i really hope so he spoke really quite well of swindon yesterday as well yes. in his post-match interview which yeah no which we really appreciate and he does genuinely um still have close bonds with the clubs and the fans do with him as well because he's always been straight with the fans even when he left and he, and he met the load of Swindon fans outside the Carrot Ground Hotel they just told him straight what was going on and um, yeah the, at the time there was animosity when he left because he left us in the lurch when we really needed him yeah. but he knew what we didn't back then he knew the shitstorm that was about to happen at the club and his home team came for him. You know, he's in Man United links, Salford. He was from there. His lads were born in Salford. And, um, and Swindon were about to implode. And he knew that. We didn't. He did. Um, so he left. Um, but, yeah, I, we, I, I think the fans understand that now. And they'll, they'll, they'll give him, you know, I don't think they'll be singing his name, but they'll give him a good applaud applause and you know and, and he will speak to the fans and they'll appreciate that as well so um i wish him nothing but the best at orient i really hope he does well and succeeds and gets them up because he's um i, I rate him as a manager and i think at both his previous clubs um donny was right club wrong time and salford well gary neville just cut cut him off way too early salford's one of those things where nobody is ever going to be successful well it's just he took over from gary alexander who gary alexander's team to be polite played industrial hoofball football which is complete opposite to wellness's game and he didn't even get a full transfer window to implement his old team in and gary never just gave him the chop and they replaced him with that numpty oh yeah but um yeah, so I'm 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 hoping that Orient, given the time, um, his joining Orient is similar to Swindon. Swindon were about 17th in the league when um, he joined Swindon on their arse, looking over our shoulders, thinking that you know we could get dragged into a relegation fight, and he stayed at the ship. He finished mid-table, sort of top end of mid-table, did that, and the following year he won the league, um, and he played it with absolutely brilliant football and uh, some of the most entertaining that I've seen in a long time. So. I wish him nothing but the best. And um, yeah, I hope he does the same for him. And as always, I posted out from our social media to ask regular listeners and viewers whether they had any questions. And, and one that Luke sent in, Warren, and I, I'm interested both from your perspective and then I'll, I'll flip it to Julian to see if they actually match. Um, he asked, with how well we know Wellens, what are you expecting from his Orient team? And then we'll see if what you're expecting matches what Julian expects to turn up. Well, tomorrow, 
tomorrow. Uh, no, sorry, I... sorry, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll let Warren answer that one. Oh, sorry, Warren. Yes, no, you're right. Um, with Wellens, I think he was a good manager and he played football in the right areas. He had no drama from the back of putting the ball forward if it needed to go. There was always an instruction that we're not going to play ourselves into trouble. We're going to make ourselves, we play football, let's get it up to the top end of the pitch and play football in the right areas and play some good attacking football when we got there. Um, I liked Wellens as a manager. I echo, I completely agree with what Ben just said there. I wish him all the best with everything, but um yeah, I think he plays a good style of football, but it was a winning style of football. And I just don't, when we were on a run with him, it didn't matter how we were playing for me. We were winning football matches and we were at a top end of a table. We were scoring goals. You, it, it didn't matter to me. But from what I always used to remember, when we had managers that we were playing out from the back and we'd get it wrong, Wellens was one of those that you put the ball at the top end of the pitch and we play football in the right areas. Um and I think he'll be no different. I think he'll have something inside. It always, when you come back to an ex-club, I think he'll really want to impress and show that he's, because he's had a couple of dodgy jobs since then. And I think he'll be on the hunt to impress. Um, but for us, it's one of those games that we've just got to go and win. They're a mid-table side. You've got to hope that they're playing for nothing. And we've got to win. And when you hear that, Julian, is that the sort of, late in Orient, you'd expect to see a no drama, play in the right areas, do things the right way approach? I, I think I think Richie's definitely turned things around and 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 the we've got the same squad, so there's nothing's changed, you know, just just it just um getting a better tune out of the old fiddle as they say. Um but we were scoring goals before. Let's get some facts here. We were we were doing really well, you know. I think we beat you um considerably and not no disrespect when you come to our place and that was a run of good form for us. Mm. Um one thing I think Rich, Richie has, has done is is galvanated the the the, the squad and the fans. Or in the community club, and I think very similar to you guys. Um, and we are we are a numpty lot, you know. We do we do like to sort of um, put a two pennies worth in, but very much very proud of our of our history and the community side. And Kenny was very dis- disconnected with it with the fans. And I, I think no disrespect to anyone really. I think when you don't have the fans on side, it makes the job very difficult for you because mm. yeah, we're very vocal, aren't we? You know, we're very sort of trigger happy on Twitter or on social media, what have you. And also on all the forums as well. So, so he, he's done that very quickly. And, and he, even in his interview yesterday, I don't know if you guys have seen it and he sort of, um, he came out, I was being interviewed by Dave Victor, who does out the Orient live, um, commentary and is interviewing him after the game and he says any any problems with fitness and Richie goes yeah me I've put on a bit of weight since joining the <laughs> order yeah. before he came out yeah, yeah. so he's had, he's, had, he's had a couple of chocolate biscuits or cookies wherever it was and, and he was being interviewed but he, he's got a bit of humour about him and I think that's what you, you buy into and I think the players buy into that so going back to your question so a long way around so yeah, I've got two sides of this I hope he'll go and, and say, guys, look, I'm still in it, guys, and this is my team and we do good, you know, and give you a competitive game. Or, or we did what we went to Oldham and did. We, we, we allowed our Oldham to get three points and um, um, get himself a little bit out of trouble at that time. So he, he may be charitable. Um, I, I wouldn't say, say I should take that back, actually. I don't think he's that type of chance. Yeah, no, you, no, you, you want to win. Yeah, and, win. And, and, and I think, and, and if I'm honest, you know, when you came to us, you were good. You, you, had, a, you had a bit of an off day. I think it's going to be a good game of football. Uh, very much so. Two managers who like putting it on the grass. 
Um, you yeah. said that you've got good pitch, which again, it suits us. We, we've got some really good informed players at the moment. Um, um, Smithy, um, who's is scoring for fun from all over the pitch. Um, and something that we didn't have when we played you, I don't think. I think he was injured then. So again, we got some, we got some good talent. I, I'm looking forward to the game. If I'm honest, I think it will be a good battle. And I think Richie will want to win. But yeah. I think, I think you said earlier. I think in in his heart of hearts, he, he's always in the last two weeks when he's been interviewed when we're talking about this game. He, he can't speak highly enough for Swindon. So um, I think it'll be a nice homecoming for him. And then I think then that bit's put to bed, and we all move on. Yeah. No, I'm just sorry to cut in now. I think uh, I'm just thinking that his attitude tomorrow, um, I think he'll respect Swindon as a good technical side. So he'll play his best 11. He says, right, you play this side because if you do well this season to this game, you'll be in my plans next season. So you go out and you show me you can perform because I won't be promoted next season. So if you can do well against these lot, you've got a shout next season. Yeah. If you ain't, then you're on my plans and I think that be his, that's how he'll go into the game I think or it will be well up for this yeah I think I think that would be the, his probably for every game that he has yeah. next is like is like right who, who, who wants to who wants to be in my squad next season like do you know what I mean if if you think you're good enough right show it to me like so yeah. I think these are your games to prove to me that you want to be in my squad next season so but- yeah yeah, well, he'll say that because he'll say he'll put Swindon as a bar that's up there. No, it won't be like old. I don't know. I don't. I, I I disagree with that. I don't think he will because I I, I just think he's for him. Obviously, he's he's competitive, got, think, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He, he has wants, to win. Yeah. He, he he wants to he wants to do it for every team that he plays. He doesn't want to just do it for Swindon just because he was there. He he will want to do it for every team now for the oh, rest of the season. So no, I, no. I don't think it's an incentive for him. To like say, oh right, this is my old club. Right, this is your shot now. If you want to be with me next season, you've got to go out and be this lot. Like sort of thing. We're not even in the playoffs at the moment. That's so, not my yeah. Wait, 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 that, that's not what I meant. I meant is right. Swindon are a good technical team. They're great on the ball. Um, they're going to be as good as most teams that we're going to play next season because they're going to come at us and they've got. Good players like Jack Payne and Co. Um, so this is this is the bar that this will be set. You need to match them. So we'll go play at them at our game. We're not going to play for a point. We're going to go play and go at them and try and beat them. But who and, in the who in the top seven aren't playing the way that we're sort of playing? Because like, where is it? Huh? All right. Seems so, like okay. Yeah, there 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 seems like something. Tramier yeah. up around there as well, and they're a bit of a big Northampton. Boot. And Northampton are a big hoofball merchant team. North, Northampton are. Not uh, the way I would describe Northampton is you get the ball on the sideline, you get the ball, you throw it in the box, and you. <laughs> in the Northampton are horrible oh. team. Yeah, they're horrible teams. But that that that's what I mean. It's just like he wants to play football the right way and says like this yeah. is this is how I want you to be next season. Yeah. This and and try and be better than them. Yeah, um, I, I, at this moment in time, though, we don't know who in the playoffs is actually going to go up. So no, 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 we don't. No, no. But uh, I, I sort of get what you mean, but also mm-hmm. like you know, you've got to look at the, you've got to look at the top ten really, and you know, we we don't really know who's going up. We could still go up at this yeah. rate. There's it, no, it, there's it, no well, excuse. There's there's no excuses for Swindon. There's no excuses. Like we're no we're playing. We're playing a mid-table side this week. You know what I mean? And this is what a lot of our running is coming to. This is massive for us. We should be more motivated. I don't care what the manager puts across from Wellens. Yeah. This is for Swindon. These are games that we've got to win. 
Yeah. There's, there's, there's no, there's no hiding from it. If you look at our runner fixtures, apart from Forest Green, they're all teams that are, yeah, we've got a Barrow that are down the bottom, going a bit further ahead. But Swindon have got to be, if we want to get in these players, I feel we've got to win four out of five, and that is what we've got to do. Okay, well, um, I, I was just gonna, uh, sorry, Fifey, I was sorry. just gonna quickly go back, but I mean, like. I, I look at team, the teams that we've got coming up, and I'm not sure whether or not this was your next question or not, Fifey. But um, I, I look at the I look at the teams that we've got coming up. For example, like I mean Harrogate that we just played yesterday. I mean we uh, it so it feels bad of me to say that we didn't really gal third gear because we didn't really we we played really good football, but the goals that we took were just so easy, mm. you know. Um, and I thought we played incredibly well, but we know, I know, for example, uh, I, the games that we've got coming up are not going to be as easy as that. Mm. Now, I was, I was a little bit worried going into that game yesterday. I was thinking, are we going to take this for granted or anything like that? We, we didn't, thankfully we didn't. And we played the football that we wanted to play. But like I said, we didn't really get out of third gear, which is quite good. Although we did pick up an injury and in Rob well, that is what I want to talk about next, Rich. But before okay. I do, just a, um, something for you to consider, Julian, because I'd like to come back to you at the end for your thoughts on, as we sit here tonight talking, including a playoff winner, who do you think are going up? Okay. Now, I don't need you to answer it now. You can, can think about it while we continue the discussion. But I would be interested because every week we get asked this same sort of question, will we do it? Will we not? In, in a frame or another. So it's always nice when we get someone from, from an opposition perspective to say, yeah, I sure. think Forest Green are going up with X, Y and Z in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, nice. But Rich, you, you make a good point here. And, and um, Hunt's injury is what I've actually got noted down to, to discuss mm. next. Um, one of probably only two, if not three negatives from the whole game for me was, was that injury. Um, it, it looked, again, quite bad. Um, watching it on on iFollow, mm. you're worried how long it will be. Um, mm. But looking ahead to to Orient, where do you think we go with this now? Do we go free? Uh, do we stick with like a free at the back with with yeah. O'Brien? Do we put Egbo mm. back there? Do we put? Um, yeah. yeah, let's talk about Tomlinson moving over and Diandro going left back. How how do you think we should approach it? Yeah, so I think it's for for me. I, I've said to a couple of people yesterday on the way back uh, on the journey back. Um, for me personally, I personally I don't want us to go back to a three at the back, but I feel as if that we haven't really got much of a choice at the moment, and I feel as if that we've got three strong centre backs that can do a job. That I mean, Bowdry's proven himself uh, the last three games that he well, can do a really good job. He- Woody, who was hoping to be on tonight, he put on WhatsApp, one of his comments was, um, I just want to load it up so I can quote him word for word. Um, he said that he has been, was it very impressed? Was that the words he used? Um, the Swindon Orange Impressed, as impressed well, with Audrey's bow-out performances was, was how yeah. he quoted it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic yesterday, and as was Conroy as well. But then when you add Jacob Bryan to the mix as well, who um, he's just been unfortunate because, I mean, we've played the way that we have done the last couple of weeks, and we've played the formation that we have. And obviously he got he was on an international break, and then he came back and he got ill and stuff like that. But he's been nothing but really consistent for us and stuff like that. So I've got no issues of him coming back into the fold. Um, I think... 
we go with Egbo and Tomlinson at the back, and then we go with Reed and Payne in the middle. With I, I mean, who we're assuming and hoping to be back in to the fold is Harry McCurdy with Louis Barry and uh, Josh Davison up top. I feel as if that those two can offer an awful lot, McCurdy and Barry. Um, we don't know what state McCurdy is going to be back in, like as in fitness wise and stuff like that. All we can hope is that he's going to come back, but we all in reality that that's not always the case, but he's going to be up for these games more than anything. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does he he we know his heart lies with us and that he wants to do the best he can possibly do for us and he he always he always puts his heart on his sleeve so um i really really would love to see him do the best job he can possibly do when he does come back well he, Again, he um he in fact he is the the next topic after hunt that i've got noted yeah anyway. I, I won't speak too much on mccurdy like i say i mean obviously you're going to speak about him in a bit but like you know i, I feel as if that that is the team if all if fits i feel as if that that probably should be the team that plays now obviously you know um hunt is a massive blow for us you know we've got games coming up where he's been he's been nothing but consistent for us over the last over the whole season really you know um every player that sort of tries and takes him on at that fullback position you know Hunt's always there and he closes him down and he he's never really made a mistake from that um and it, it is a blow when you've got games like Orient Hartlepool coming up who are both mid-table um and I feel as if the Forest Green coming up as well, like Forest Green is the game that will probably suit us the best out of. I'll Orient be honest. And Hartlepool. I'll be I'm, honest. I'm more confident for Forest Green right now than I am for Orient or Hartlepool. And do you know why as well? Because Forest Green have got something to play for now. They're only two points ahead of Exeter, and Forest Green are going to want to go for the title. To God, I, I'm just throwing it out there. If they bottle promotion, it's going to be one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It will be. And do you know what? I said I said this a couple of months ago as well that I they had a they were going on a bit of a Looking you know downward, 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 downward spiral like sort of thing like that. And I felt as if this is going to be just very squeaky bum time for them because you know I mean it's not gonna it's not gonna be easy. It, and you know what, League Two is not an easy it's not an easy league to get out. About any league, no league is an easy. It's league. not. It's not. So the fact that they're only extra are only two points off them, and I think I will Port laugh. Vale, I think Port Vale they're only four points off them as well. So the annoying thing is, we should be challenging them. We should be challenging them. We should be, but. You know, let's just get the play. We we've just taken a bad turn at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, and it's the same with every team. You know, and it's a shame. It's a shame that it's come to that. But you know, it's it's the way it is. Just it's just the way one topic in in hand. Okay. Um, and I think Warren, you had something you wanted to say anyway. So I'll I'll bring you in at this point anyway. Do you agree? Would you go Egbo on the right, and if if fit, then McCurdy comes straight back into the the eleven? Uh, no. Really? There's there. Why? Barry scored two. Egbo's assisted two. McCurdy don't get back in the team. Davidson scored two. You go. You're only as good as your last game, and you go off your last game. We've won four one. You don't go and rip up the sheet because you've got one injury. Hunt's gone, so Odomayo comes in, or you move 
You do, you do not put Ellis back in at fullback. We've all had this conversation that he's a better centre midfielder than he is at a wing back, and he's found his position. I do not understand why McCurdy is not fit and he will not be fit. So 20 minutes at the end, if we need him, he does not come back in and play 60, 70 minutes for me. And then you crab him another injury for the last four games when we might need him again. Egbo is going to be as confident as anything. Barry's well, just scored two. But, 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 but very quickly, though, do you really think Odomeo is good enough to be in our squad right now? Very, very confidently. Well, do you but, think? You look at the games that he's played. Where do you go with this? I, I'm not having the change of the system going to a back three when you've just done reasonably well away from home with a back four. Let's We're not forget, not... though, Harrogate are a different proposition to Leighton Orient as well. Yeah, much different. The table doesn't say. Um, Form guy uh, does. Yeah. Yeah, but I, for me, yeah, but I don't think about that. I think about Swindon Town. Like, Swindon Town at the moment... We I should play to... the formation that we're getting the best results. From. Yeah, and and for me, like we've got one in Hunt, he's gone. So for oh, Odomayo can come in and do a job at fullback, can't he? Surely, or it's one of those things. I wouldn't pull Ellis out of the position that he's playing at the moment because no, I, I don't I, feel I either. I do, so you know what I mean. And I wouldn't go to a back three. So I solely think the only thing that you can do. I don't think you change the whole top end of the pitch complexion. For... Because the right backs got in the team. I guess we're not we're not though because we're keeping the front three. Well, uh, except for Egbo, you're not keeping the front three. That's not, you're not no, keeping the front no, three then, are you're, you? You're keeping the same sort of system up top, except for you're maybe putting Egbo back a little bit. But you've also got McCurdy, who's also very very who's more attacking than anybody. No disrespect. I get it. I get is a solid defender. You're putting a guy in you're putting a guy in Egbo that you haven't seen play at right back yet. Or you may be seen him play for 20 minutes at right back. He's come into the side and he's gone at the top end of the pitch, and I think he's done very well. I would not be changing anything to do with that front three. You change you make one change. You don't need you I Oh, we're all, well, players, all players have had dips in form. Odomayo, mm. he comes back in, does a job at right back for me, and I just think that'll be the way we should go. It's... Warren, I, I, I get that, but also, whereas being keeping the same thing every single week got us this year, we've always had a different... We haven't, have we? we, we we've changed yeah, formation we left, though. right, centre. Back three, mm. back four, back three, back four. No, but we've always, but we either we've kept it as a back three for I don't know maybe six seven games and then we've had a dip in form, and then we've changed it up and we've gone to a back four and we've kept I it just, like that for the next four my, or five my, games. I just and can't see that we, Rich. We can carry on, but I can't see how McCurdy <laughs> is going to be fit for to jump straight okay. back into the uh, team. So, so before you two do carry on. Before you two do carry on, I want to let, give Ben his chance. And I, and I just want to point out to Julian, this is what we do after we've won a game. We're arguing <laughs> over who's playing at right back. Listen, um, I, thought, I thought our club was just bonkers, but you guys are, are, are up there as well. Well done. Congratulations. Can I... Can ben, I, can which I, way are you going? Are you agreeing with Rich and you pull Egbo back and you I'm risk McCurdy? Up, I'm putting one foot in each, in each camp. You can't play McCurdy after he's had two training sessions because he's trained yesterday, he's trained today, uh, trained tomorrow. But you can't. Said he's himself again. However, you do have him on the bench. I play Egbo at right back because he was signed as a right back and I play Williams on the right 
and then oh, take him off no, after, after no, 60 no, minutes. No, but no, but no, that's no, his position. No, that's no. what he does. He no, did well in his position. He's an attacking What else are you going to do? You've got to play He's not right, 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 yeah. square pegs in square in, in square holes. And that's and that's his natural position. You know what and, worked perfect, Ben? Do you know what worked perfectly <laughs> for us yesterday? Was the fact that Payne and Williams didn't both start. And I'm saying that now. And, and I we, and we spent the whole of Monday's episode. I said that on the last podcast that Williams and Payne do not start together. We described it, if you remember, right. Ben, on I'm Monday, right. we said we've got our own version of Gerard and Lampard can't play together now. And yeah, now they'll play next to each other because Payne will play, the Payne will play more central together. and Williams about wide. Ben, you were at Rochdale, right? And they both mm. played together. Who was, who was like, you know, Williams was not in the game. He started on right winger. Okay. Cheers, Warren. Cheers, Warren. Hey, boys. Have a oh, good evening, Zeka. Cheers, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, let's uh, let let's move on from from the right back situation because it's clear no, no one goes. I was going to say, I was uh, five years. I was just going to quickly say, like, obviously, Williams played on the right against Rochdale away, and there was absolutely nothing for us. Williams, for me, is an impact substitution. I feel as if that we can take somebody off after sixty minutes uh, when we're either maybe in the lead or if we're chasing a goal, he can come in and he can do he can do a job. Okay, I, 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 I ideally I agree, but you can't play McCurdy after two training sessions when he's been out a month. I he's played more than two training sessions. Apparently, he's trained all week last week. So well, he's been running, but he's not been doing much else. He's only no, been no. full training two days. He's been running, but um, Julian, what I'd like to ask you because of the type of character he is, um, has there been much or, or any talk at all from your camp about the possible return of McCurdy? Because most fans in the league seem to have an opinion on him. I can't stand him, so he doesn't play. So um, <laughs> No one he, likes him. But yeah, he, he, listen, <laughs> f- first of all, professional footballer, pull your socks up. Put a bit of tape on, son. You know? Play it properly. Got the same issue oh, with Grealish. Hate, yeah. hate Barry as well, because Barry and McCurdy both do it, and they're just like each other. Yeah, but, but, but Grealish is... A, is a Grealish. Under, it's, I, I, it's the Grealish thing. Yeah, he's yeah. a hundred million pound player, though. McCurdy's no, contract. McCurdy's good. I think he scored against us, didn't he? He was the one that yeah. was, he yeah. scored, scored for you. So he's an half-decent player. Um, I just sort of going back to sort of what you're talking about, what should he, shouldn't he play... I think if if you're thinking you're going to get into those playoffs, you rest him. You don't play him on on Monday because I think if he's been out with an injury, cut the training sessions uh, and back in, in back in, and it will be a competitive game. It won't be a Harrogate. And you talk about Harrogate like you won the FA Cup. Harrogate are crap, and they're they're where they are, <laughs> but, they're, but they're where they are for a reason. You know, yeah. the only only and as I said earlier, the only reason you got the Harrogate is to go to to Betty's tea rooms. You forget <laughs> football, right? So so Orient and and or Orient and Harrogate are two different propositions for you. I'm yeah. not saying we're better or worse. It's just... But you are. That's you, kind of what you're no, saying. But you've, you've, got, 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 you've got a returning manager coming to your club who doesn't want to get out, get back on the coach and make, make an arse of himself. So that's the difference. We don't know whether we're better or, or worse than Harrogate. We're a mid-table club at the moment. So, um, But going back to the I think I think you should should rest him. And if, if needs be, bring him on. But again, if, if you're looking to get in those playoffs, which you are, and you're talking about you are... Um, it, I think it'd be a, a, a ben, ben, ben Garland make a complete fool of himself if he, he starts him on, on, on Monday. The thing is, though, Willie, though, because we, we've only got five games left. It's different if we've got 10, 15 games left, like sort of thing like that, and it's very, very close to the top. But whereas we need 
we need somebody that can score goals. Okay, like you said, Harrogate just crap. scored four without him. Yeah, but like Julian just said, Harrogate are crap. Like our B team could have, our reserves probably could have scored four against them. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like Lane Orient are a completely different opposition, and the fact that Harry McCurdy scored eighteen goals this season, like that tells you something. Okay, he's been injured. He's only been injured for a couple of weeks. Barry, he was injured for over a month, and he came straight back into the fold against Rochdale. And okay, yeah, it wasn't his best game, like sort of thing like that, but. If McCurdy came back into the team, McCurdy be, would be well up for it, like sort of thing like that. And Rich, I, I've got a question for you. Barry had two weeks training as well. Rich, I've got a question for you, Rich, actually. Yeah. You have a side defence. He comes sure. back into the fold, he starts on Monday, mm-hmm. goes off on another injury, and you don't get into the playoffs because he's not scoring you for the next five games. Yeah. That, that's your problem. You, you, I get you, that. You, you, you mentioned uh, the teams that you've got to play. Barrow... Forest Green Rovers, Northampton, I think you said as well. Yeah. Uh, Barrow's a winner. Forest Green Rovers for you should be a winner. Yeah, that should be a winner. Northampton, depends whether you're looking up or looking long, you know, where the ball spits. But all those games are winnable. Even, even Monday's a winnable game for you. But I, yeah. I think I think as a club, if you start him, you are running that risk of him being injured and not helping 100%. you the next four or five Great. games. What, what, 100%, Julian, absolutely. But I feel as if that at this moment in time, We've got to start taking risks. Okay. What I'm interested now, then, you flipped it on Rich, Julian. I'd like to flip it on you. Say you were in Swindon's position and your top goal scorer had been injured and you needed to win to get in the playoffs, would you be risking him? But you've got got four more games after this to play, so I wouldn't risk him. Yeah. Well, we've got four games, but we've got four games. We've got, well, five games. We've got five games and we need to win them all. And we're playing catch up here. Whereas if we weren't playing catch up, I'd maybe think about maybe the first game, maybe resting him. But whereas we're playing catch up here, and there's three, maybe so. Four so so teams, you're telling me three or four teams ahead if you, of us. If you if you don't get a po- if you get a point on Monday and you win the next four games, yeah. you'll be in, you'll be in the playoffs. Hundred percent will be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so for me, it, it's it's a no brainer. You know, we're, we're, doesn't matter where you sit. If it was only two games to go, you're playing because you think shit or bust, don't you? But mm. uh, you still got a good run, and you're playing teams that you should be beating. Yeah? yeah, and you should beat us as well. Yeah, yeah but on, the problem on, is, on paper. I, I, the problem I, I, is, I, I, it's teams that we should be beating that we don't. Yeah, we're swinging this season. We've been so inconsistent. So the teams that we should be beating, we tend to not actually beat. And I feel as if that that's the problem. We've been missing our key players for those kind of games that we should actually be winning. And I've for what it's worth, for, for what it's worth, because I'm the only one who hasn't sort of put his his opinion on there. I wouldn't be starting McCurdy on Monday, tomorrow. I'd, I'd I'd have him on the bench if he's fit enough to play. Um, but this isn't one of them where he's fit enough to come on for five minutes at the end. He's on the bench if he can do a half hour half hour job. I think I think the good I think the good thing is with McCurdy is like don't get me wrong I wouldn't be overly disappointed if he didn't start because the thing is we've seen this season that he can come on and he can Bristol Rovers away for example like that he completely changed the game we were one nil down and he was involved in all three goals okay granted that was right at the start of the season but at the same time though they were a different opposition exactly but it doesn't really matter though because we know what McCurdy can do he's up for absolutely anything I think yeah he plays so don't get me wrong I won't be disappointed but I feel as if that Ghana needs to make the right decisions of what his starting 11 is and whether or not that is changing the formation 
or playing the right players in the right positions. And I don't feel as if that... I, I know Ben was talking about maybe starting Williams with Payne again, but that is not something that should happen. And I'm very, very strong about that because I really? feel... Yes, <laughs> I'm very... Yeah, no, I am very, very keen and very strong about that. And I feel as if that... Okay, if you're going to change the position, make sure you play the players that you've got in their natural positions. Well, and the good, news, the good news for you, Rich, is we do know that, that there is some sort of club officials that do watch our episodes by chance because everything we well, talk about is what they seem to do. So. It, it seems that way, yeah. Absolutely. Do like Johnny Williams to start up top. Come on, come on, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, right. Speaking of, speaking of people starting up top, Ben, let, let, let's move the discussion on. Um, okay. Two people we will expect to start are Barry and Davison, who both got two goals, which are going to do masses for their confidence, aren't? Isn't it? Oh, huge. Well, Barry and well, Barry and Tomlinson, obviously coming back from long layoffs, it's taken about two or three games to get them right, and but no, they found their feet and they're back to their best, which is going to be good. Um, whoever's on the right hand side, he worked wonders with um, Egbo, and I absolutely, t- you know, one hundred percent, I'll be playing Egbo on the right if Hunty hadn't have gone down injured. Um, yeah, um, Davison looked short confidence until he finally got his goal. He missed an absolute sitter in the first half. Um, but when he got it, he looks better, he looks sharper, and his confidence and his tails are very much brilliant. And uh, do you know, we needed that win so badly because we were tailing off, we hadn't won in three, and the fans were doubting that we were actually, after being in top seven all season, we'd slipped out to our lowest position that we'd ever done, and we thought it was done, we were done. And going there, dominating the game, we could have scored seven if we really wanted to pick up communal gears, we could have. Harrogate was shit. I'll be um, honest with you, just very quickly, Ben. I almost fell asleep after the 70th minute because the game was already done. Yeah, we, 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 we just closed down, we went back down the gears and just went right. Just, yeah. But if we really wanted it, we could have got more. Um, so that that was a confidence filler. And we were just um, for the players that needed it, really. Uh, just going back, I, I just wanted to say one thing quickly on the, uh, on the Harry thing and then I'm done. Um, I think if he's on the bench, um, I think he's only used personally in the last 10 minutes if we're all square or desperate. We won't see the Harry McCurdy that we've seen all season when he comes on. He'll be like 60-70% Harry McCurdy, but he will bring a persona with him and he will bring a fear factor with him. And immediately as soon as he's on, that ground will explode with noise. So he definitely goes on if 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 we need a goal. Well, but, that's it. Anyway, that's that's what I wanted to say, and um, no, no, we've done that. No, that was it. Yeah, we've moved on. This is why we do these, is so that you have a, a somewhere to outlay all of your opinions on everything. Uh, one thing I am interested to know, if I can, Julian, press you on um, how Orient have been playing. Uh, one of our regular panelists, Ned, he's been very vocal um, about our need to score early. Um, and as was evident yesterday, if we can get an early goal, that's when we seem to be at our best. Because it, if we don't score, particularly in the first half, he, was it was it Ned pulled out a stat the other day about how poor our scoring record is in the first mm. half? Mm. Um, do, are you have you been slow starters? Is is an early goal something that that you're used to conceding? Is it something we we could be relatively hopeful for? 
no, so you, you, you look at sort of Richie coming in, I think it's been a mixed bag, you know, it's only, only, only the game Saturday where we got off the marks really early. Um, so, so for us, um, as you know, we had a manager, Justin Edinburgh, passed away a couple of years yeah, back. Yeah. And, and his style, it, it, listen, it's like, it's like looking at the same, the same person really, because Justin came in when we were sort of underperforming, got us ship shape. And then the next season we got promoted and, and Wellens is doing something similar. But one thing, the other thing, which is always quite, quite spooky to watch is that Justin was the same. We would, we would go in at half time, probably playing a little bit average. Um, it's, it's like it was just the end of a training session. Then Rishi would have his chance, same as Rick, Justin used to, to have a chat with the players, you know, put them back on tune and they'll go out second half and then we'll go and sort of tear, tear up for 45 minutes. And, and that's been something very similar that we've seen. Um, Saturday, oh, sorry, uh, Good Friday's game um, was a little bit different. Um, I, 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 I think we, we were we were trying not to concede a goal with you guys on Monday. We would try to go in at half time nil nil or one one if we if we if that's the worst case scenario. But I know we've got enough talent in our forward line and on the bench that we could actually come out and 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 change it up. We, we've got um, uh, Smithy on 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 the bench, which is what six foot four, six foot five. Another so Swindon link there. Another yeah. Swindon link. Yeah, so it's so effectively they be playing red because I think they they're not sure which dugout to sit in. You know, yeah. they be going oh, yeah. so. so <laughs> Um, but it's, it's for me, it's, I think we, we've got that to mix up in. And, and Rishi has mentioned a couple of times is that he doesn't like, we, 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 we've had this sort of culture this season with the long, the long ball throwing, which doesn't always, always work as you know, but um, he actually said it's not his style, but it works yeah. for us. We've got a couple of players who can launch a ball into the box and it has been working for us. And whether not getting a goal, it's upsetting the, um, the, the defense, defensive mechanism of our opposition. So they, they sort of be fearful. Like you were saying, McCurdy coming on in the last 10 minutes, the, the, the ground are erupts and we'll become fearful. We're doing the same by using sort of different, different patterns of play. So um, I, I can't, I, I won't see it. And we said this when, when Rich joined us on our podcast, I can't see it being a high scoring game. Um, I, I think it'd be quite a tight affair. Um, and then what have what the outcome the outcome would be? You need the points more than we. So, in, if if sort of um, good betting odds, you sh- you should actually win the game. But reality is, I think it will be quite a tight tight game. Yeah, um, actually, uh, that's that's an interesting point. Couple uh, Ben, I'll, I'll come to you on that. Couple Ned's comments on our need to score early, um, and even going back to yesterday, we we mentioned it. Was it last episode or the episode before? We're not very good at keeping clean sheets. Um, so when you consider what Julian's just said as well, obviously both teams to score is the obvious bet if you can if you can put that on. But can we get off to a quick start and do we have enough about us to stop them scoring? See, the thing is for Swindon and what we've done all season, we're a possession-based team and we, we work teams out and we wear them down. We score a lot of late goals because we, we, we hold possession. We'll finish with like 65% of it and we'll just pick holes and we'll wait um, we don't pile bodies into the box. We don't pull uh, undue pressure onto teams. So it's a sort of like a Man City thing. It's just, we just wait and an opportunity comes and we'll try and get it. Um, so we're not that, we're not like a Richie Well inside who tries to play quick, high press, high rush football. We don't do that. Um, so that's why we don't score many goals early because teams defend quite easy against us. Because they're not tired early doors. No, but we work, we, we work, we, you know, we tire them, we work out and we create opportunities later on in the second half. And that's when we come alive. Uh, conceding goals. Yeah, that's been, it's what that's, we do. yeah, it's what we do. Well, we scored lots, but yeah, it's, um, 
we've just yeah at the back we've just let some stupid goals to be fair we the you mentioned about long throws that scares the shit out of me because we, we, you know throwing balls in the box will create absolute havoc in our back line I hope we start um O'Brien O'Brien because at least he can edit a ball clear <laughs> but um yeah uh, that's the sort of thing set plays with dodgy um yeah we're just not great defensively as we should be can that's if we miss out on top seven that's been the problem that's why we know in top seven because we just leaked too many silly goals okay uh, we have got a, a couple of other things i wanted to touch on but i am conscious of of julian's time so if i can i've got two more questions for you um before we let you shoot off um we've mentioned throughout the various links wellens being the obvious one um Vigaru. Thoughts? <laughs> Absolute top goalkeeper. I think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. So um, um, I think the strangest thing when um, Richie came in, I think the first thing he did was meet uh, Lawrence uh, before he turned up the training just to just to sort of um, build the bridges again. And, uh, and Lawrence has been very, very vocal um, in our own media. And also, <laughs> Lawrence is being vocal. No, 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 positive vocal. So uh, he's, he's grown up a lot since I think your days at Swindon, you know. And, Does and he I still think... give the opposition fan pelters? Does he still give no, it the big one? No, no he doesn't really, do that no, anymore. No, no, no. He still pays his fine in pennies. So any <laughs> fines he gets. So, yeah, yeah, so, so no, he's... he's He's kind. He's 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 grown up a lot over the last right. couple of years, and I think he, he's um he's coming to a team where he's, he's confident and and he's doing a good job. He, he is the number one by country mile, although he doesn't wear it. Um, mm. I think he's a very good lad, you know, and, mm. and he's, he's sort of the, these similarities quite scary because he's just not just Lawrence. You got you got French. You're talking Baldry at your your place, you know. He, he was a great servant for Orient and. Um, I, I can't, I, he was one of the nicest players we ever had when we lost yeah, to Wembley against bloke. Rochdale. And he was the first guy to go in the pub down the road. The great, he's the green man at Wembley and, so, and apologised to, to the fans that he, he, he sort of didn't particularly do, have, a, have a good game. He missed a penalty, I think he was. And then, and then you, sort of, you go back to your, 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 your direct, director of football, so another, another Orient, ex-Orient person as well, you know. So you've got Ling, you've got... Um, you've got you, it, just, it is just... I think we... It's, it's really, aren't they? Do you know what? I, I never thought this until recently this season, where, how close Swindon, the relationship with Swindon and Orient has been. And um, I, think, I think that's great to have because there's not many clubs that we all can sit here and go, oh, he's good, he's not so good, or he was good for us, was he good for you, and, and have these conversations. There's a lot of animosity between uh, teams, isn't there? You know, and, mm. and, and, and I never felt with Swindon. And, and just going back, and another thing, we, we, we came to you a number of years ago when we were relegated into the National League. You, you was our game that we, we, had, we had to, to beat you and then uh, the, the rest of the teams in the world in capitulate and then not happen, not score, or what have you. It was, we, we brought coaches of us, you know, it was like, it was like, like going to a funeral, but we just we just piled on. We come down to you guys, and and very receptive, and and sort of we, you, we it, it was it was a sort of tough time for us. But we, believe me, we Julian, we will know exactly how it feels. I, I tell you why. There's much love between Forswind and Orient. You sent them down in 2001. You sent them out the football league. Marn Ling and his Orient team. When you went up, you sent them out the football league. You made them non-league. You you killed them. <laughs> they were the four of the best years of non-league football. You know exactly who I'm talking about in their own back garden. Oh, that was so good. Thank you <laughs> for that Orient <laughs> special place in my heart. I can I've still got pictures about, of I've, got, I've about, got paper cutting of Martin Link just giving the large one, <laughs> and there's like an Oxford bloke and the head and the hands in the background, loving it. Oh, just 
Ling to do it as well. But Martin Ling, this, who's a Swindon legend for like, winning promotions, the Premier League, and two spells, and all that. He's an absolute legend. Just send him down. I was like, Right. So yeah, I, I, I wish I, I wish I wish I was a big fan at this point, but I was like five years old. So <laughs> all right, that's all that. Um, all right. right, two more quick fire ones for you, Julian, before we let you go. Um, first one, the important one: a score prediction, please. Um, unfortunately, boys, it's gonna be a what? Well, I like to say a Desmond, but I think I don't think that that'd be exciting. It'd be a one-one, I think. Okay. Um, and then finally, and, and this will then link into to giving you two the chance. Um, as I said, we, we ask uh, viewers and, and listeners to send in questions and we don't necessarily always get Swindon Town or football based ones. Sometimes we get a real mixed bag um, and a, a recent um supporter of ours uh, goes by the name of Max he's got involved he, he randomly got involved in a in a debate about whether mint chocolate is acceptable or not and then last week he sent in a question about pineapple on pizza so you can see where this is going um but I'd like he, your he's, morbidly, he's morbidly a beast is he <laughs> <laughs> um he's a he's sorry Max in, sorry and Max I, and sorry. I'd like your uh, I'd like you to go first please Julian because his latest musing is this um he has a theory that the difference between sport and a game is that if you can play it to a high standard in trousers, it is a game because he's yet to be proven wrong. And he gives the examples. Golf is a game. Snooker is a game. Darts is a game. What's your thoughts on that one, please? Well, <laughs> on I, you. I, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm I, I glad, I glad your podcast uh, uh, listeners and, and viewers are, 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 are very creative. First of all, we all love, love a bit of mint chocolate. I wish I could reach the cover. Oh, no, 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 we all don't. Yeah, 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 Rich yeah. doesn't. No, no, no. After eights. After eights are good. Uh, yeah, after eights is the only one I would have. Yeah, um, thank you. Pineapple. Pineapple and pizza, you must have three heads. That's not yeah. not, not a thing yeah, from what Oh, me, no. So. See, me, yeah. me and Woody were very much team pineapple on Monday. No, no, I'm, I'm with you, Julian, mate. Honestly, yeah. same, same food. Same Five food. Feet. Julian gets it. Yeah. <laughs> But, but listen, yes. listen, listen, mate. I, I know we, we know we are growing the pineapple. You do, you do have a nice shirt or not? That you should have a pina colada by the side, you know, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. So, so should is is sport? If you play in trousers, is it sport? Um, that's essentially what he's saying. Yes. Any, yeah. Any sports you can play in trousers are actually just games. Um. So. I, I think that's, I, I haven't got a, a, like a, I couldn't sit here and go give you like a, an answer behind what I'm about to say. I actually think it's wrong. I think anything, anything that you have to train for and you get better with training for and competing is sport. Yeah, whether you play in in your pants or trousers or your women's underwear, your wife's underwear, whatever you want to do. It's sport because you you are you are competing, you're training and you're improving. It's a sport. Fair, fair enough. Um, I did say that was the last one, but I did ask you earlier who you thought was going to get promoted. Yeah. So just before you go, who are you tipping for promotion at this? Right, point? right. Listen, it's sad to say. Um, I would hope the wheels fall off of Forest Green Reavers, but they won't. They no. will. They will be promoted. I don't think they'll go up as number one. I think um, you, you've got sort of 
Port Vale and Exeter, both teams that um, I don't overly rate, but they've done done the stuff this season. So I think Exeter's are going to top it. They've been there okay. before. They've got the T-shirt. They they know how to to, to get into to promotion. So Forest Green, Port Vale, and Exeter is probably is the, the three to go up. And in the playoffs for me, um, Bristol Rovers. Unfortunately, um, no. I, I, I I I can't stand Joey Barton and the guy. He, 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 oh, he's every, very popular on this podcast. Yeah. Every breath I have, um, unfortunately, it disappoints me. But then you look, if you're looking around, I'm just looking again now. Northampton, I think the wheels have come off. I think Mansfield, um, I don't, don't want them to be promoted. I just don't like the club as a whole. Sutton United, uh, for me, although they beat us the other week 1 0, they're not a League One side. And I think, again, I think one step too far. Um, and then I look at coming in for, for you, got Swindon, Tranmere, and Newport. It's a difficult one, you know. So whoever gets out of playoffs is going to be tough. I, I just feel Bristol Rovers have got more about them to get them promoted, and they are a team that's um, played in League One before and and played play very well. So sadly, guys, well, um, Forest Green Rovers. I wish they didn't, but I, I think they're going to unfortunately go up. Yeah. Listen, Fair we enough. never we never invited you on to make friends. We invited you on for your opinion. Um, so if you're saying Bristol Rovers will go up, that's that's an opinion. It's wrong, but it's an opinion. Um, <laughs> do you do? Do you at least think, and I promise I will let you go, do you yes, at least right. think, we, do you believe we will make the playoffs? You've got to play McGrady on Monday. No, we'll joke aside. Um, <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen you play. So if I take yeah. it solely on us playing you uh, sort of early in the year, no. But reality is, is that you play decent football. And it's not just your fans saying it. There's other people saying you play. You try to play decent football. Um, unfortunately, in League Two, as I think you were talking about it earlier, League Two, League Two, you've got lots of teams who don't play decent football, uh, and and they're in and about it. So mm. that's a tough one. I just hope for you, you go and play your football and get the results you need to get yourself in there. And then, and as you know, in the playoff, it's a lottery. It's a lottery. It's an yeah. absolute lottery. Very great, Julian. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, continue the great work with the Lowdown Podcast. Um, as we say, if, if any, anyone watching this or listening to this, Rich featured on, on yours the other day and you're still putting that out there. So please go and listen to that. Oh, well. listen, we're, 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 we're smashing the arse out of that until Monday. So don't you worry. That's going to be our Twitter, <laughs> Twitter all day t- tomorrow. So again, yeah, no, it's, it's um, yeah, we, 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 are, we, we are pleased that we had the opportunity to speak to opposition fans and thanks for inviting us on. And I wish you all the best after Monday. And um, if you get into the playoffs, good luck and, and I hope you do it. Yeah, likewise, Julian. Yeah, just likewise. like for likewise. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on and everything you're, like that, and everything that you're doing as well. So well done for that. You're in for one hell of a ride under Wellings. I promise you that. Yeah, so all the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I wish him all the best of luck at Lane, and I really hope he does uh, good stuff with you guys. Genuinely mean that. Thanks, guys. That's Thanks, really Julian. Means a lot. Take care. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Happy Easter, Easter to you as well. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> what what a nice guy Julian was. Yeah, they're very knowledgeable. Honestly, honestly, top bloke. Obviously, like I said, I had the pleasure of uh, speaking to him on the on Thursday night, and honestly, I had, the conversation was just absolutely flowing. They took their podcast uh, uh, very, very seriously, and everything like that. And you know, 
um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic to have somebody uh, that's so knowledgeable about mm. uh, their club and the way that how passionate they are about their football club, as we all are whenever we come on this podcast and everything like that. So it's uh, it's really good to see um, people, people like that. So, well, Rich, I feel like I gave the last couple of questions to Ben. So I want to go back and, and give you a chance to have your say on a couple sure. of things. Bigaroo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do yeah. you think he will get a good... We, we spoke about the reception Wallens will get. Are you expecting Vigaru to, to get a reasonable reception? No. Um, <laughs> yes, plainly because... Well, he didn't get a... He got a poor reception when we went up to their place uh, in December. Uh, we were slagging him off the whole game. So, no is my answer to that. Fair enough. Very, very plain and simple. No, that one. that's fine. You were, like I said, we obviously we didn't give him a good reception there, so I, I don't feel as if we'll give, we'll give him a good reception back. No, that's absolutely fine. Ben, any, um, anything to add? Yeah, no, I, I, I quite agree with what Rich said then. I think we disagreed a lot tonight, but I agreed with him on that one. Um, I think Big Rue left, sort of, he had mixed reviews, didn't he, at Swindon? Some fans liked him, some fans thought he was a waste of time. I, and, I, never, uh, had, I never had an issue. I, never I liked him. him. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm again with you. I thought he was quite good. He just did stupid things. Um, I thought yeah, he was I, a very adequate goalkeeper. He, his, oh, his problem good. was, his problem, his main issue was he wasn't Fodringham, was the problem. Yeah, yeah, he followed that. But also, like, you know, yeah, I think, it, I don't know even if it was the way he left the club either as well like that. I don't, I don't really know why we gave him a bad reaction, like sort of thing like that. But, you know, it's the way football goes, I think. And unfortunately, um, we, we gave him a bad reaction. Do I agree with it? Probably not. I, I couldn't really care less, to be honest with you. No, fair enough. Um, but if you're asking whether or not I think we'll give him a good reaction, then no, no, is my answer. So He's the goalkeeper version of McCurdy, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very much so. Um, so, Rich, um, score prediction, please. Uh, so, like I said on the uh, on their podcast the other night, I personally feel it's going to be a nil-nil draw. Just it's absolutely not going to be a nil-nil draw. I think it will be. I think both it, teams to score. I don't think it will be. I well, no, I don't think it will be. What I want it to be is obviously a two-nil one to us. Realistically, do I think it will be that? Probably not. I feel as if that would be a nil-nil draw. I think both. I think obviously we're going to be going for it now. Obviously, based on the team that we're going to play obviously we don't know yet we're not sure what formation we're going to play obviously we've got injuries. evidently by our discussion yeah we don't know what what players are going to be playing and everything like that or what position they're going to be playing so we don't know yet um i feel as if that Leighton orient like we've all said and obviously under wellens and stuff like that they're starting to play the football that wellens wants to play and everything like that and we've seen that evidently I feel as if they're going to be very difficult to break down. They're not going to be as easy as what Harrogate were. Um, I feel as if that we're going to have to work really, really hard for it. Do I feel as if they're going to have attack and threat? Yes, I think they will have attack and threat. Do I think we're going to be able to deal with it? Yes, I think we can. But that's why what leads me on to it becoming a nil-nil draw. I feel as if that... Both teams are going to play a very similar style of football. Uh, both teams are going to be very difficult to break down. Um, I mean, it could come down to a 90th minute winner of some sort, but I just, I 
personally feel realistically, I would love to be wrong on this. I really do, because I really want us to win and for us to be in those playoff positions. Um, so I'm going to put my thoughts aside and I'm just going to try and be positive and just really, really hope that my prediction is going to be wrong because I really want to be wrong. I never want to be wrong, but I really, really want to be wrong on this. Ben? My heart, my heart, says, my, my heart says 3-1. My head says 1-1. One, one. There go what half-time one up. We leak rise. Brigham pulls up a few weldies to keep it 1-1. One, one. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Swindon. Let's hope so. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's what I said the other night with them, but I was just like, oh, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And uh, it would be wrong of me not to ask you uh, both. Um, so, Ben, I'll, I'll go you first. Uh, your your views on sport versus game. Sport versus game? Yeah. You know what? I've never even considered that sort of thing. Um, I'm kind of with Julian. Oh, well, don't worry. Max has promised he's got loads of these types of questions to throw I'm, at I'm, I'm, I'm kind of half with Julian if it's something you train for and you, you know, compete for, apart from wrestling, which is an entertainment. That's the exclude, That's the one exclusion. Mm-hmm. I oh, say wrestling is an entertainment. Don't forget, Rich has got a couple have, of belts behind him. You have a fixed outcome there. You know who's winning, so it's not a sport. It's an entertainment. Um, but... Uh, I think if you train hard and you compete in, in something that you compete for, um, then which are both things wrestlers do, by the way. Yeah, but um, you compete, will, but they're I set will, out because they know to, and they practice. I will speak and they to rehearse. you. I will speak to you guys off camera about this, but yes, no, I, I'm with <laughs> you on absolutely, absolutely. But well, yeah, until the age, um, I, I'm I'm completely with Julian. Uh, like if. Yeah, absolutely. I think dart snooker should be taken as seriously as any other sport. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely for that. Fair enough. Uh, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your bank holiday weekend to, uh, to talk to me again. I very much appreciate it. It's been very interesting watching you two. Uh, you two aren't normally ones that go toe-to-toe with each other. Uh, you've, you've had a few with other people over the course of the season, but not normally with each other. So it's been uh, been interesting. To and see. Warren, let's not forget Warren as well. I think it's been quite a feisty podcast. Wa- Wa- Warren just turned up, lit the uh, the blue talk paper and disappeared again. <laughs> yeah, no, we, it, we usually got quite sensible, relaxed ones. But, you yeah, know, we... we um... Really? Sensible has never been a word though. we've used to describe this podcast. <laughs> Our views. But no, uh, so thank you to you both. Thanks, Warren, and thanks also to Julian. Um, I hope everyone watching or listening enjoys the rest of their bank holiday stroke Easter weekend. From Fools Rush In, we hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode. Goodbye. Cheers, guys.